You're listening to Love Talk Live with the relationship expert, Jamie Bronstein, only on LA Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Love Talk Live. I'm your host, Jamie Bronstein, and today I have with me Missy Beck. Welcome. Hi, Jamie. I'm so happy to be here. So happy to have you. I was actually on a summit that you did, right? You were. Ignite Your Life, was that what it was? Ignite Your Power From Within. Yeah. Ignite Your Power From Within, and that was months ago, pre-COVID. Pre-pandemic. <laughs> Pre the world going crazy and changing. Um, so this is like a reunion. We've done this before, but different topics because now you're my guest. So I'm going to read to you guys a little bit about Missy, and then we're going to get into some topics. So Missy Beck is a licensed psychotherapist and empowerment and mental health coach. She has been working with clients for over 10 years. She has a background in mindfulness, teaches yoga, and has helped coach leadership programs. Missy is launching a new online series called The Empowered Entrepreneur, where she will be interviewing experts on how to turn obstacles into opportunities and create extraordinary success in your life. And that actually sounds like sounds like you did this summit to kind of lead into this. I'm guessing it sounds similar. Yeah, they're definitely similar. The first summit that you were on, um, which we were privileged to have you on, really focused more around igniting your power from within, confidently discover um, your potential, find your purpose, and also turning obstacles into opportunities. And as I've been continuing to go through my process, what I have realized is where not only does mindset show up everywhere, but one of the biggest places is as you are building a business, like all of those limiting beliefs come up while you're in the process. So I am um, doing the next show a little bit more focused in that arena and um, I'm super excited about it. Okay. So now you're focusing more on career, not necessarily like relationships and things like that. This is like business Yeah, well, you know what? It's really mindset, Jamie, because really, as I have been, um, I mean, I'm always in the work. And as I continue to be in the work and continue to, you know, take a deep dive and understand where I'm at with everything, really what's become clear to me is life is a mindset game. Every single area, whether it be, and I, you know, I'm sure you would agree in terms of relationships, um, it's really all about your mindset. So whether you're building a business, whether you're looking for the love of your life, whether you are talking about your finances or your spirituality or really any, any area, um, it really comes down to mindset. So yes, it's a little bit of a shift into entrepreneurs. However, it's still really doing the heavy lifting around where your mind's at. Yes. And everything is about relationships, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. (laughs) They're always there. They're, they're always around and, and everything stems from our relationship with ourselves and our relationship with others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so can you tell us a little bit, um, when you say mindset, because mindfulness is a huge buzzword. When you say mindset, what does that mean to you? And how do you help your clients change their mindset? Yeah. Um, I'm glad you're asking this because you're right. It is such a big word and it is mindfulness to me is sort of the bigger umbrella word of everything that could fall under it. Mindset, um, meditation, connecting with self, all of those things. 
And in terms of how I really speak to mindset and what mindset means to me and sort of informs the work that I do, it's really about taking a look at the things that have happened in our life, um, however big and however small. And I use the word trauma around this. And I'm actually going to hit pause on mindset and, and speak into trauma and, and loop back around. And really, when I use the word trauma, that spans all kinds of life experiences. So on one far end of trauma, um, that is significant losses we have in our lives. It's maybe sexual abuse. It's maybe physical abuse, emotional abuse, really things that are categorically what most people would know as being trauma. Um, all the way down to kind of the, the lower end, um, and, and I don't really like to say lower or higher because I think the way right. these things affect us is, is different, um, but kind of at the other end of the spectrum, if you will, is trauma as it relates to, you know, for example, could be um, a memory you have when you were in kindergarten and you raised your hand to talk and the other kids laughed at you. And that's really something you've carried into your adult life mm -hmm. and everything in between. So going back to mindset, I really look at mindset um, as, as taking a deep dive into what our limiting beliefs are, where we don't believe in ourselves, where we're not maybe um, standing in our power, using our voice, maybe where we're playing small, where we're not thinking we're worthy, we're lacking confidence, and really taking a deep dive into where those experiences got formulated for us, how we've continued um, to see those play out in our lives, and how we can really start to challenge it. Because something that I've really arrived at in a lot of the work that I've done is that there's so much fear around showing up differently and trying something new on when in fact the initial pain, the initial trauma that has happened that has helped formulate this is generally where we're going to have been most hurt and you've already survived that. That's the incredible news. So it's really um, kind of peeling back the layers of the onion as I like to say and really having somebody, you know, hold you high, hold you accountable and take a deep dive into the work. I love that you just brought up, you know, it's already happened. And I would like to add to that, which is I, it can't get any worse. Right. If you, if we help our clients to know that, okay, that is going to be the worst thing that's going to happen to you because I agree that was bad. Even if it was just the, the hand raising thing or it was a horrible abuse by doing this work and by manifesting a better mindset, even if something, let's say, if we judge it bad happens, we will have the tools to be able to, to deal with it. Mm -hmm. And I, I really, I really appreciate that you're, that you brought up the hand raising thing, a, a simple childhood trauma or experience. It's all respective. You know, like, because, and also the mind is so, what the mind does over the years. And then once that happens and every single thing in your life, you relate to that. And so it becomes a huge thing anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, the really cool thing, if we just want to bring science into it for a minute that we're really learning and, and research is really showing now is that the neuroplasticity of our brains can be changed. So we can really rewire these experiences and, and I love that you're really touching and going back to that, um, you know, example I gave of the little kid who raises their hand because it doesn't stop there, right? It's that happens once and then, 
you know, for example, that's the kid who then is perhaps um, shy, doesn't want to participate, withdraws, doesn't share their opinion, is afraid to take a stand for what it is they believe in. Um, and then that continues to play out all throughout the years. And then situations happen that reinforce that. And so then it's just perpetuated. And whatever that person has to say that's been stifled is probably really important. And this world, as we know, needs more leaders, more so than ever right now. So their voice gets to be heard. So I feel so passionately that even those small, small, if you will, um, traumas really have the potential to make life-changing differences when we really look into them and pull them apart. Yeah, and it is the story. It's the narrative. And it starts in childhood. And it's almost like with the law of attraction, the more that we have the story, it's going to bring in more and more situations that will validate that story in your mind. And so that's why you do need to heal the unresolved issues and you need to change your story so that you don't keep bringing in that reflection of that, of that story. You need to be bringing in that positive reflection of the positive things that you're thinking and, and being. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so true. What we look for, we find it's sort of, that silly example, but I'll use it anyways, uh, when you're new car shopping and there's something maybe that's on your mind that you want and then suddenly you feel like you're seeing that car all over the road. Well, Jamie, especially for people like you and I who live in LA, you know, when you're, you are stuck in traffic, always seeing cars and not these days so much, but it's, it's, it's true. And if what you're looking for is, or, or if your narrative is, you know, all men suck or whatever it is, you're going to keep finding it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I mean, I, I could talk about that topic forever. Cause that's, that's what I do in my career. Talk about manifesting love. Um, but yes, absolutely. Whatever your belief is, is what is going to come to you. Yeah. Yeah. And we have the power to change that belief. Okay. So what about, so we were just talking about how childhood wounds can show up everywhere. So let's talk about the importance of identifying your limiting beliefs. How do, how would one even start? Mm -hmm. Because I always say that like people just aren't even aware of these things in our minds. So how do you work with people in terms of identifying and then changing them? Yeah. So the first thing I want to say exactly to your point is we can't know what we don't know, right? So it sounds really lovely to identify our limiting beliefs and want to work on them, but when we are completely unaware of what these things are, um, we need help to identify that. So, you know, when I'm first working with somebody who might not realize that they have a limiting belief around something, and as I am getting to know them and getting to know, you know, sort of the narrative of their life, and Jamie, I'm sure you can relate to this because, you know, it's that sort of like in the self-help field, I think there's this sort of mystery of, you know, you show up and somebody wants to work with you for one or two sessions, you know, whether that's me as a psychotherapist or me in more of a coaching role. And it's like, they want to be healed or they want all the answers. It's like one or two sessions, I'm trying to conceptualize your life and understand who you are and and how you show up. Um, And once I am able to start to gather those details and really understand what informs how somebody is showing up, um, things start bubbling up and coming to the surface. 
So, you know, somebody who might have scarcity issues, for example, um, you start to see things really thematically. Um, and, and when I use that, that doesn't just mean financial scarcity. That shows up in a lot of places. Like one of the things I know for me that I noticed is that it's not so much financial scarcity, but I'm the kind of person who, I used to be the kind of person who I would go shopping and if I bought something new, I didn't want to wear it right away. There was something like I had to hold on to it. And I don't mean if it was, obviously it was for a particular occasion, but I just mean something new. It was like I wanted to save it for some great, who knows what. Um, and what I realized was that was my scarcity showing up. And so I got to look at where else that was showing up in my life, which was really interesting and in realizing how much it limited me in other areas. So using you know, my own personal example is a really good way of, of explaining how I really work with clients. When I start to notice something in one area, I'll start to challenge that in others. And it, you know, nine out of 10 times is really across the board. Um, and then as we start to understand it and unravel it, and again, then we can really challenge it and work to overcome what that limiting belief is. And it's really amazing what you're able to create on the other side. And, you know, to a certain degree, that's sort of my definition of manifesting. Once you're able to work through that, then you really can manifest once you believe that all of that's possible. So... Yes. And that's the, that's the key that you just said. You have to believe mm -hmm. that it's going to happen in order for it to happen. You have to visualize it to some degree yeah. and believe and then trust. And I'm a big fan of surrendering also. Once you've done the work, everything's in place, you've gotten clear for what you want to manifest. You also need to give it up and surrender that control of trying to control every step of the way also, because it will not happen if you try to control it. <laughs> And it's also, it never shows up the way that you necessarily, every detail. So that's why I always say the universe gives us what we need, not necessarily what we want. Ah, uh, isn't that the truth? So, so I, true. I, you know, it's like, I feel like I'm always learning that the hard way. And yet I'm still learning it the hard way. You know, we want, we hold on to that control so much. And I think especially right now, as we are continue to be challenged going through it, this obviously really unique, you know, period in time where we feel such a lack of control in so many areas of our life. It's like, we all really want to grab onto anything that we feel a certain sense of control of. So. And the truth is control is an illusion. Completely. <laughs> we have control over, well, I'm going to wear this today, or I'm going to brush my teeth at this time. But in life control, all it does is it stops the flow. Mm -hmm. of what is supposed to happen. And then when we try to control, it never works out well. It just doesn't. It doesn't feel yeah. good. Yeah. It feels like you're just running that uphill battle. It's just mm -hmm. like you keep hitting that door. Um, but I'm really glad that you said that about not being, being in control. Because one of the other things that I really like to um, challenge people to do, so anybody who's listening, you know, feel free. Um, I know we're also big on gratitude and that's something that gets talked about so often is creating gratitude lists. And I am completely a fan. So I'm not, I'm not saying do not have gratitude lists. However, research has also shown that having, you know, writing down at the end of the day, three things you're proud of, or maybe you do it the next day really allows you to feel a sense of control over those things. So for those that are really struggling with this control issue, I, I again, 
I'm, I'm going to out myself. I do at times. It's a really nice way. You know, when I talk about gratitude and it's like, oh, I'm so happy it's a sunny day out. I didn't have control as to whether or not the sun came out. But when I can say, I am really proud of myself that I went out and did that five mile run today. Nobody put my running shoes on me. I put them on and I got out there. So it gives me a sense of control over those things that I'm proud of. I love that. And it's owning it. Yes. It's, but it's owning it. It's like, literally I own it. Not like we talk about own up, own up all the time and in conflicts and everything, just own it. That's literally like owning it in a different way. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And this is making me think of my son who's five. He was watching a TV show the other day, but it was like a science, a very interesting, like it was an educational one. We like to switch off between like Paw Patrol and educational ones. <laughs> Anyhow, and it was really interesting because they did an experiment where they they were talking about like tickets and selling tickets for $5. And then they gave you the option. You can hand in your ticket. We don't have any more tickets, but I will give you $10 in exchange. And what the psychology behind it is that even though like there's not necessarily the best chance that you're going to win the raffle, Mm -hmm. there's something about owning that ticket and it makes you feel like it's yours. And it it was really interesting because I related like it's a possession, but I related it also to like everything in life and relationships and love and everything because that's what I do. Right. And so I think it's, it's very interesting that whether it's a ticket, a raffle ticket, and it doesn't even matter, you're probably not even going to win, but there's something about like once it becomes yours. So I love that you're talking about you decided to run that, those five miles. You decided to lose 10 pounds or whatever it is. Right. It's a, it's a, it's a very interesting concept. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it really um, gives you that ability to self-reflect too um, and end your day in a way in which you are really proud of yourself and that you can take ownership of that. Um, You know, one of the other sort of mindset hacks, if you will, that I'm really big on is setting yourself up with your one non-negotiable for the following day. I know a lot of people talk about this and it's like three things and, you know, we all have, I mean, like, come on, I have like to-do lists that have to-do lists over here and all of that. But I really try and think about what is the one thing that if by the time I put my head down on my pillow tomorrow night, I accomplish that it's really going to have moved me forward. And that could be moved me forward in my business, interpersonally, um, in really in any realm. Um, and, and that also is such a great barometer of something that we get to be proud of and take ownership of much like what you're saying with the ticket. And I, and I makes me, it fills my heart to hear about that kind of programming happening for kids. So it's incredible. Thank God. Um, I love that you're saying just one because it's very, and even though three isn't big, but just one is even simpler than three. It just is. Yeah. Well, it allows you to set yourself up with success. And so often I think that we get into this like, ooh, rah, rah, like I'm going to start doing gratitude and things I'm proud of and the things that are non-negotiables for tomorrow and your to-do list has all this stuff and we are so excited and fired up about all the things we get to go and do. Um, And maybe we do it for one or two days and then we fall off the bandwagon and then what happens? We end up on the self-beat-up train, which we all have you know, a speed ticket to like, we, we get on, we jump on it and we beat ourselves up. Um, so this really, 
I'm all about setting you up for success. We don't need, you know, failures are important. We learn from them, but how can you set yourself up for success knowing that failures are absolutely inevitable? Absolutely. Because they are, as I say, opportunities in life for learning Yep. and we're all human, but we need to be introspective and look back and see what we learned because a lot of people don't necessarily do that. So I have a question. Yeah. Can you give us an example, putting you on the spot? Yeah, please. Of obviously no names, but a client that you've worked with that went from, let's say, a low vibration, just feeling very not good in life, maybe defeated, to they turn things around. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. So I, um, uh, there's so many that come to mind. It's like my mind is like, and you can put them all together if you want to just kind of do a mishmash. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm going to go with the first person who popped into my mind and she is somebody who, um, look, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Life has handed her some difficult things. There's been some losses, some health challenges, um, a really difficult divorce situation um, that came up. And, you know, we all have stuff. So I'm certainly not saying that this is so unique in the sense of, you know, life handed her lemons. Um, But as a result of a lot of the experiences, and those were all adult experiences, I mean, how she showed up to all of those things in her life were formulated, you know, many, many, many years before. And she was just feeling really defeated in so many ways. And as we were really able to work together to start to pull back the layers and see where a lot of this was formulated and um, really help her step into taking responsibility. And I don't mean responsibility, um, you know, for her husband who had the affair. However, really understanding what her role was in everything. Does it mean that she made it happen? No. Um, But as she was able to do that and really see how she's been showing up in her life and really not using her voice, really not taking a stand for herself, really not um, just owning her power in in the fullest way. And in our work together, she has just really stepped up to the plate in terms of showing up to relationships, dating, like I got a message from her about like, I'm going to go, um, what did she say? Something about, this was pre COVID, but something about, I'm just going to go take myself on a date to the bars. I'm like, the men there should be lucky I'm there, you know, to, to talk to me or something like that. And I'm like, yes, yes. Breakthrough. Um, so, you know, in terms of her dating... Luckily, she met her husband that night. So she... Right, right. That's not the story yet. But she has showed up um, for this nonprofit that's been created. Um, I, they've raised, God, hundreds of thousands of dollars at this point that she's been a huge part of. Um, just so many areas in her life. She's actually now moving. She's choosing to, to leave um, L.A., and find what her true calling is. And this is somebody who prior to doing this work probably wouldn't have done that, would have been, not probably, wouldn't have done it. She hadn't done it yet. Just too timid, afraid to take a chance, tied to things that she, as she really realized, didn't need to be tied to that were here. 
um, and really choosing to see this as just a brand new chapter of her life and, and a new beginning. So um, it's really incredible what happens. And, and I think that, um, you know, as much as sometimes I would like to say that it's the work that I'm doing, it really has nothing to do with me. I'm there as that holding space and that accountability and to help you use another lens to look through. It's always my clients putting in the work and I am just constantly in awe of how they show up and the work that they're willing to do and where they're willing to go. And I'm that, that person kind of holding their hand on the other end. So I agree. I love that you're bringing that up also. Cause that's, it's not, the client needs to want to do something and to be willing to heal yeah, or else they're not going to. Correct. And so when it's, we're, yeah, we are there, we have our job and we are there to support them and guide them and help them have these aha moments and change the perception. Like you said, however, they actually really need to really want that healing and that change mm-hmm. in order to, to do it. It's kind of like if you smoke and someone keeps saying, you know, keeps giving you articles about lung cancer, you're going to get lung cancer, but you don't really want to quit. You're not going to. Yep. Or the losing the 10 pounds, you know, anything in life that we really want to do, we really need to want to do it. Not anybody else. Yeah. And put in the work to do it because as we know, we, we live in a society, at least Western culture society, I'll speak to where everything is immediate. We want everything immediately. Even as we're going through this pandemic, it's like, Amazon just delivers everything to my door, whatever it is, swiping dating apps. And I'm sure you talk a lot about this too, um, that there's so much that's sort of at our disposal and that we want quick fixes and answers to. And I think that's awesome when it comes to the egg showing up at my door. But um, when we really want to go into that interpersonal work, we didn't arrive here with a, you know, in a day, it took a lifetime to build up to all of these events. And so it's going to take some time and working through to really get there and a desire to work on it. Well, and one of the reasons why I think that COVID is a positive thing besides for bless everybody's souls who has had, who's passed on, who has had a loved one who's passed on. One of the positives of this time period is learning that we were talking about the control before we have no control over things. And the whole like, um, when is it going to end? You know, when can we get back to normal? When, when, when? It's teaching everybody patience. This is not going to be over in a day. We've learned that it's been six months now. Right. So it's sitting in that, can you be comfortable with being uncomfortable, comfortable with the uncertainty and what do you do with it? How are you going to, what are you going to do with your life with this? Mm-hmm. Patience. Yeah. Okay. So anything else you'd like to add before we wrap up? And um, I obviously want you to tell people how they can find you, anything you want to plug away, you know? You know, I really, the thing that I always like to leave people with is just be in the work, whatever that looks like for you. Um, There is, and I say this from a privileged place, there's support available and out there. and, And whether that's just trusting in a good friend, whether that's finding a therapist or a coach or a, an online support group. Um, and again, I really do want to recognize that not everybody has access. Um, however, there are so many resources out there and just the world needs more leaders and healers and people who want to do the work. And 
I promise it's not so scary once you get into it. It's, it's really, really empowering. And what is available on the other side is just so beautiful. So that's really what I want to end with. And I agree. Yes. You got to, got to do the work, but once you do it, you will see that your life will just be magical. Yeah. Yeah. And in terms of where you can find me, um, the best place is Instagram. I I personally reply to every message that comes through. My Instagram handle is um, at I am Missy Beck. So I A M M I S S Y B E C K. Um, you can also find me on my website, which is just missybeck.com. It is under works right now, but it should be up in about two weeks. It's being revamped. And um, yeah, I, I would love to hear from you. If you have any questions, any comments, I am always open to the dialogue and the conversation and always happy to hear from people. Wonderful. And as always, anybody can reach me at therelationshipexpert.com. So Missy Beck, thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you everybody for joining us this evening. And I hope everybody has a great night. Thank you so much, Jamie. Thanks for doing the show. And thank you everybody for watching Love Talk Live. Have a great day. You're listening to Love Talk Live with the relationship expert, Jamie Bronstein, only on LA Talk Radio.